Good day and welcome to another Christmas edition of the podcast, Where Will You Go? My name is Tom Smart. I am the worship minister here at First Baptist Church, Tullahoma. Today we are joined with our discipleship and administrative minister, Andy Stallings. Over the last couple of weeks, we have been looking at one of our favorite Christmas traditions, lighting of the Advent candles. At First Baptist Church, Tullahoma, we read a scripture passage during our call to worship and light one candle. The purpose of these episodes is to dive a little deeper into the passages read on Sunday morning. There are five candles, with the last one ending on Christmas Eve. The prophecy candle, the Bethlehem candle, the shepherd candle, the angel candle, and the Christ candle. Well, good morning, Andy. How are you today? I'm great. How are you today, Tom? Good. Well, thank you for joining us here today. Um, We might have some visitors on the podcast today. So could you just tell a little bit about who you are and what you do at First Baptist Church, Tullahoma? Sure. I'm Andy Stallings. I am the uh, pastor for discipleship and administration. Been here 14 years, uh, working with some pretty crack staff down through the years and uh, really love it here in uh, Tullahoma, Tennessee. Well, great. Well, thank you. Um, Part of the segue we're talking about today is the Advent candles, and what I mentioned in early in the introduction is that every week we have a family that comes up and they will light one of the candles, and they'll read a passage and they'll read a little bit. But what the purpose of again is just trying just to dive a little deeper in to what those specific candles actually mean and why we do them. And so today's topic is the angel candle, and so I would just like you to take it away, Andy, and just discuss a little bit more about what that angel candle is. Okay, let's go back a little bit in, in the, the history of, you know, why we even have Advent. Um, I read a little bit about some of this. It uh, had some, some wonderful stories of how its roots are in the Lutheran Church and how the original intent was to, uh, to teach people and to remind people, mostly children, uh, about the, the coming of the Christ and how there's this, this great anticipation and it swells. And then, you know, we work our way all the way up to the point where hey, Christ is here and, and, and the, the people are, are celebrating uh, Christmas. And so what I love about the angel candle, candle in particular is when you, when you get to this point, and you're about four weeks in, and yes, it's been building over time, but it's like, hey, it's now. It, it is imminent because that's what was happening with the angels in this interaction they had uh, with the shepherds uh, in the fields. And so very exciting. Um, but it also connects back to, you know, the angels sort of sort of ties all this together. They're the angels because it, it, it goes back to the very first pronouncements, you know, with uh, Mary and then again with with uh, Joseph. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so, so uh, as we look at... Uh, you know, this particular angel interaction with uh, the shepherds from uh, Luke 2, I think it's wonderful the way God reached out to everyone. He, he communicated in this one act this beautiful picture that, hey, Christ is coming. This is the Messiah. He makes it very clear. This is the Messiah, the one you've been waiting for. But he does that to the least of these, and I think that's wonderful because what he's communicating is Christ is coming for all men. This is not just for those who have done well. This is not just for the educated. But when he reaches out to shepherds, and he does this through this pronouncement through the angels, he is saying, I I don't care what station of life you find yourself in, this is for you. Christ is for you. Salvation has come for all people. And it's a a salvation of not only uh, the forgiveness of your sins and God reconciling you to uh, himself, but also you can have peace. And, you know, I've worked with, with uh, the least of these folks yeah, yeah. in many different countries. And when you see people struggling with uh, poverty every day, they lose a, um, 
how do you say this? A level of self-esteem, yeah. a level of mm-hmm. self-worth, and there's nothing to restore it. So they just get knocked down and knocked down and knocked down to the point that they begin to question, who am I? Who am I to the people around me? That's pretty obvious. I'm the least of these. I have the least. I have the least to contribute, um, and I don't feel good about myself. So beyond that, though, the, the station of life, God says, I don't care. I don't care what situation you find yourself in. Here you are the least of these two in the eyes of man, but to me you are precious. And he sends his angels to a group of shepherds who, for all practical purposes, were the least among the people that day. And he, uh, he pronounces this, this great, he makes this great announcement through the angels. Uh, and he says, not only will I uh, let you guys know what's going on here and invite you into this story, but I'm going to confirm it. I'm going to confirm it immediately. A, I sent an angel. B, that angel then is backed up by a multitude of heavenly yeah, hosts. Absolutely. And then C, he says, and, and you know what, guys, to confirm all this, I'm going to tell you how the baby's dressed, where you'll find the baby, and you can go check it out for yourselves. That's and right. I think that is fantastic. What a beautiful picture we have just he- represented here in this angel candle. Yeah, I remember um, when I was in the service, I was overseas in Iraq, and I, I felt like I was like, I was in the exact same spot as Abraham. But I was in that same kind of area, and I looked up. And, of course, over there, it was very um, rural area. It mm-hmm. doesn't want a lot of power. Um, and so it was very dark, very mm-hmm. dark. And just the idea of, um, you know, Abraham looking up and seeing the stars in the heaven and, and seeing um, the promise made um, to him by God about the descendants. And then you think about these shepherds out there, and then all of a sudden this light. Because I'm sure it must it is the, probably the brightest light we can ever imagine because they are actually in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And so this bright come this bright light just i'm sure it just startles it would startle you and me i'm mm-hmm. um, just the fact it's seeing a heavenly being or just anything out of the ordinary would probably cause us what what is this you know kind of a kind of a fear that's that right. comes over it and that's why i see a lot of them you know the first thing the angel says is do not be afraid <laughs> right because we would be terrified we would we would we absolutely terrified and so not just one giving the message and then all of a sudden a multitude the light that would have produced across the heavens for them to see would just been, I think, just majestic, just speechless. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, it, 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 it is done in such a way by God that no one can miss it. I love that. You know, we see a picture similar to this when we see the three hours of darkness, you know, Christ on the cross, and yeah. there's three hours of darkness. And it says that that darkness covered the land. So imagine this. There are people who were in Jerusalem. There were people there as Christ hung on the cross, and there's this three hours of darkness. But there were some who couldn't make that trip. You know, they were back home. So imagine when those families returned back home and they said, you're not going to believe what we experienced. You know, it's all these things. Yeah, well, let us tell you what we experienced back here. There was three hours of darkness. I mean, it was so dark. It was disturbing. And they're like, yeah, but here's what was happening in that moment. This is God's pronouncement to all people mm-hmm. that I am doing a major thing and that this is me doing it. And this truly is my son. And he has truly come for the forgiveness of your sins. So it's, it's this pronouncement to all people. So I love what you're saying. You can't miss this, this bright light in the skies, the angel's voice, the multitude. Nobody's going to miss this. These guys are awake in the fields because it's their job. You know, they're up all night. They're looking for, for any kind of threat that the, uh, might come their way because they're shepherds. Right. So they're outside and they see it. Yeah, you know? that's right. Everybody else is asleep, but you can't miss it. And right. I love that. That's a beautiful picture of God's love for us. And the very fact that they, he went to the shepherds first, yeah. I mean, he could have gone to, I mean, well, I don't know what the local 
tablet paper at the time would have been. But, you know, he could have gone there, but he went straight to something that was like an outcast. Yep. Outside the city, um, almost very looked down upon. Yeah. Um, I don't know if shepherds, if they even had a voice, if they had to have four or five people to actually make a an accusation or anything like that. I don't right. know what their worth was. Uh, and so it's just the idea that, that, that light, and then another il- illustration I like to look at is that, that light piercing the darkness. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so Jesus Christ is not the angel, but he is the light that has come into the world. Yes. And it's just piercing the darkness. There's nowhere, um, the, the darkness can't, you know, it can't hide because once the light hits it, I don't know if you've ever been to a, like a, a cave, Mm-hmm. And, I, and they, you, yeah. get the, you get the experience, and they and they tell everyone to turn all your flashlights off. Right. And you sit there, and it's just complete darkness. You can hear things, but it's complete darkness. And then all it takes is that one light to just everyone just looks at it because it's, it's there. It's so powerful. Doesn't matter how how big or small it is, it can be the tiniest light. Mm-hmm. It just it consumes the darkness. Isn't that amazing? And so I can see how the angels' light come in, and then communicating the light has come. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, you mentioned a minute ago the station of the um, shepherds, uh, and you kind of referenced the court of law. You know, these guys could not bring a testimony. They were just, no one trusted these guys in that respect because, again, they were the least among them. They were seen as the dirtiest. They smelled. You know, they smelled a sheep. We understand that. But it's interesting to me that not only does the the proclamation come to these shepherds, but then later we're going to see that the shepherds carry what their testimony, what they have seen to mm-hmm. other people, and they're the first evangelist. They're the first to step out and say, this is what I saw. Uh, we were invited to come and see. We, we went. Uh, the angel invited us. We saw the Messiah. And then they went away, and they tell this, this story to people wherever they go. And you would think to yourself, now, if, if God's trying to, to, to make a point here and try to make a proclamation, it's not going to be the shepherds. You know, It's going to yeah. be very respectable people, this kind of thing. So I think he's further illustrating. I'm in control, mm-hmm. and 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 this will be successful, even though it starts with shepherds. Now, how do we know that? Because Tom and I sit in a room right now, having received the gospel, our lives have been changed forever. We've given our lives to Christ. We live every day for Jesus. The Holy Spirit indwells us. So this proclamation that came to the shepherds, that the shepherds then experienced and then carried has come all the way to us, and we're Gentiles. We're yeah. thousands of miles and thousands of years away. It was successful, and it started very modestly. It's amazing. Yeah, so the great song that comes to my mind is Hark the Herald Angels Sing, mm-hmm. Glory to the New Book King. So these angels are proclaiming the Messiah has come. Thank you for joining us today as we dove deeper into the meaning of the Advent candles. We hope that if you do not know Jesus, that today you would. Jesus is the light of the world who has come to redeem and reconcile us back to God. All those who put their faith in Christ shall be saved. Each week, we will continue to draw closer to the message of Jesus Christ. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Till next time, see you later. Bye-bye.